Welcome back into Canton Bound. The Senior Bowl is a wrap. The Shrine Bowl is a wrap. Adam, baby. Next thing we got, the Combine. The Underwear Olympics. The next thing to drive hype up. Uh, Big thing about the Combine, though. Some of those athletic measurables are very, very important. And uh, the interviews. The interviews are so massive. right? You you see how uh, teams fall in love with guys at the Combine. So... What'd you think? Senior Bowl week is a wrap. Uh, taking in all the news, all the good reporting. You know, everyone from Derek Brown, uh, Campus Canton Zone was down there as yeah, well, man. doing some reporting, putting out live daily reports. We had player profiler down there. Those are the big ones that I, you know, just saw in the timeline and was paying attention to. And then, of course, the national media members. But what was your overall takeaway from mm-hmm. uh, from All Star? Uh, we'll call that All Star Week. Yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty cool watching it and. Um... You know, see, seeing some good performances. I, in particular, I love seeing uh, Scott interview Ray Davis. Scott like loves Kentucky sports, like the Kentucky Wildcats, yeah. and he gets a chance to interview the the running back. I was like, man, that's pretty. That's pretty freaking cool. So, Mike, I think we're gonna have to make our way down to Mobile next year, buddy. You know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. <clears throat> yep. But yeah, it, it's cool. I'm. I'm. It's kind of crazy because it feels like we're just finally hitting the off season. But man, you know, you think the offseason is this big long period of time. I'm not saying it isn't, but it go, it comes quick, man. Next thing you know, we're, we're through the Senior Bowl. Next thing you know, we'll be having the combine and the draft will be upon us. So let's get dialed in, man. It's time to start getting ahead of it before everybody else is here. You know? Yeah, we're recording this uh, Monday afternoon. It is February fifth. We are just a little over three weeks away from the NFL combine. Let that sink in, right? <laughs> Really, that's crazy when you think about it, man. It goes fast. It does. Before we get to the meat of the show, though, it's the biggest game of the year. It's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Putting you on the spot. Who you got? Man, Mike, betting against Mahomes is crazy. Now, I got a, a jersey I got to get hung up, signed by Eric Armstead. I got a chance to meet him this year. One of my best friends, brother-in-laws. I, I'm pulling for the Niners, man. I, I need Eric to get a ring. That's all I got. I, I'm not even gonna give you what I what I think or anything. I'm just that's what I want, and that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna we're gonna manifest it, man. The Niners are gonna get a ring. I'm not worried about the the Brock Purdy stuff. I know you probably are, but um, if that happens, it happens. I'm 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 rooting for the Niners. Rooting for the Niners. Well, they got San Francisco favored by one and a half. <clears throat> that defense is crazy too, man. Uh, and the thing about the the Chiefs is they've had an up and down season. They feel like they're playing a lot better right now, but. You know, that game versus Baltimore, they didn't really put up a ton of points. Um, it's just Baltimore found a way to kind of, you know, save flowers, going in the yeah. end zone and Shot turnovers here and there. Foot. Right. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah the, the Baltimore defense really did slow them down. They did just enough on offense to get by. Uh, their defense, 
played lights out though. I mean, they, they forced they forced that team, the Baltimore team, into a lot of mistakes. Ooh, man, San Francisco has been a juggernaut uh, for most of the year. Now they've had some hiccups, but you know it's the NFL. It's modern day. Everybody's gonna have some moments where you look terrible. Here's my big concern: that defense. You you mentioned it. It looked awesome in the regular season. So far in the playoffs, they have been getting gashed left and right. Uh, Aaron Jones did it to him. Jordan Love looked very competent, uh, albeit a game-ending turnover. Uh, and then this past uh, the past game versus the Lions, right? Jameer Gibbs was having his way there in the first half, and it looked like it was going to be a blowout. That defense did not show up. Brock Purdy, kind of similar story, though. Hasn't really shown up in the playoffs. Now, last, uh, last time they played... Clutch scrambles. I mean, yeah, fifty-one on the ground was. I'd honestly see the difference in the game almost. Yeah, not to not to take anything away from him because that's big. That's big. Uh, but overall, throwing the football, been a little shaky, man. Quite a few interceptions been dropped. Yep. <laughs> Some of them been caught, uh, but it it hasn't looked good. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Travis Kelsey. Who cares? Swift, Swift is the thing, man. You know. Dude, let me ask you that, man. It's like the big thing. Like people always talk about <laughs> with the Taylor Swift thing. But do you even care? Like, does it matter to you? To me, no. Um, I mean, I will say, like, you know, my sister-in-law and some of the people that normally will never talk about football, they'll pretend like they want to talk about football, and it's just like, hey, listen, we know we you were trying to talk about Taylor Swift here, you know. So just that's fine. <laughs> All I'm all right. for it, man. I, I think uh, the more people we bring into the game of football, the better. Yeah. Right? And even if it's a fan base you didn't really think at the start of the year was going to be there. Be right? there right? <laughs> but here's some of the cool moments, man. I've had it with my daughter. You know, I've seen other things on the video, too. But, you know, I'll be watching a game, and they'll cut away to Taylor Swift. And now, all of a sudden, my daughter's interested in football, which yeah. she could care less. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's Taylor. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, all right, sit down. Hey, why are they doing this, Dad? And then I get to sit there and explain football to her, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> like, it's a little bonding moment, so I don't mind. Uh, what I was going to say, know. actually, to, to this point, too, Mike, is that, um, you know, every year there's it's the most watched sporting event, and it beats last year, and it's going to, I think, do that every year, right? I am curious, though, like, kind of, I have, I have Cooper run these numbers for us on Sleeper. Like, I want to know the growth of just the average person playing in the game of Dynasty in Sleeper year in and year out, right? And you get to see, like, a trend, like, percent right. at this. I almost wonder, because we know this is going to be the most watched, but because of Taylor, are we going to get, like, you know, an extra bump? I mean, it's, I think it's going to be the most watched, but is it going to be just insane how much viewership they get? I think there's a chance it could be, because she's going to somehow be a focal point of attention in the Super Bowl week. Right. We did talk about on the last one, too, uh, best ball leagues. A little misleading stat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we got a correction. <laughs> it was, it it was a, six, a retraction. Six, Six and twenty specifically for the record. Um, so there's there's more is like maybe I don't forget something around a hundred total. Um, twenty plus when you get to twenty one and twenty, I was counting. I was looking at one column, not the entirety. My power. twenty twenty or more is uh, exactly a hundred. So yep. we're not two out of six. We're two out of a hundred. Two out of a hundred. Still take <laughs> still take that as pretty pretty rare. Uh, not that many people in the world playing that many. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. But uh, kind of crazy to think just the growth of uh, Dynasty, Dynasty Best Ball as a whole. Uh, hopefully we can grow C2C leagues. I'm still on the crusade, people. If you follow me on Twitter, that's the only reason you should follow me on Twitter, to be completely honest, at Iowa Michael. Just uh, give me a retweet. Give me a, give me a like, right? Let's sleep or know we're tired of their shit. All right? We need C2C leagues. We're coming. <laughs> 
I'm on like 65 days now in a row of, of tweeting them. So. Listen, I, I think I think you're going to keep going strong, man. I know you are. And um, all, all I know is I want it to be to the point where like they get there's just enough irritation from it. They have to be put on the spot to do something, you know, some sort of action. I guarantee I'm on mute. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but that's why you need retweets. That's like why you that. need retweets, right? Yeah, exactly. Expand the audience. But uh, what we're going to do, post-Senior Bowl, all hype is kind of uh, starting to settle down a little bit. We're leading up to combat. We're going to do a rookie mock. Four-rounder, me and Adam, facing off. Uh, treat each team as their individual. Basic settings, Adam, this is what we like to play. We'll call it a best ball league. Um, if there's any differences in, in lineup versus best ball, what you take in the rookie, we'll, uh, we'll obviously just throw those out. 12-team, super flex, half-point tight end premium. You know, starters don't really matter. We're just looking at <laughs> you're going to take the same dudes. They affect trade value. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. So, Adam, uh, you are so gracious. Give me the 101. Put me in the spot. Mm, this is tough. All right, I'm not going to get crazy. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. That's where okay. we're going. Caleb Williams it is. I think there's a case, right, uh, just to talk about it real quick, and I'm sure that pick will be coming off real soon. Depending on how the NFL draft actually shakes out, I can make a case for Jaden Daniels pretty easily. But I don't know that. I don't know officially the draft capital is going to be there. And uh, you and I in the past – Talking about quarterback classes, would we do all these pre-NFL rookie drafts? We've gotten crazy at times. <laughs> and, we, got, uh, we got Malik Willis. We got Matt Corral. We got the 22 class in Sam particular. Howells. The 22 class in particular got us in a bad way, right? Yeah, it was, it was not pretty. Uh, we, we didn't want to just fight the good fight, Mike. We decided to fight it on every one of the quarterbacks. So we even, even last year, we had some rumors of Hennon Hooker. You know, yeah. possibly being a first-round quarterback at this time, and even up through the combine, until uh, we did our rookie drafts, and you and I were fighting over drafting him at the early second. So yeah, and that was the difference there. It's like, oh, oh man, he made it through the first. Like I can take a second-round flyer and right. hooker, and but, still regret it. But then you, uh, just because the price has gone down, doesn't mean you you prefer to have that loss any worse. All right, buddy, you're up the one hundred two. Yeah, pretty easily here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Marvin Harrison Jr. for me. Mm. Nah. Marv at two. Pass it on a quarterback. What's your thoughts behind that? Super flex league, best ball, that whole works. Why Marv? Yeah, yeah I think um, you know, you, when you just take a look at uh Superflex like startup drafts, you're seeing in the first round pretty much consistently, um, there's three guys, right? And you got Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson typically is going ahead of him, although in our most recent one, Chase went ahead of Jefferson. But you got Jefferson Chase and C D. And honestly, Mike, you get the one one in there, and <clears throat> I, I have I'm curious to see how it shakes out. I think it'll be um, a fair amount of times that you'll see Caleb go one one. If Jaden Daniels gets top three draft capital, I think he might make it interesting where he's not the consensus number one pick, but you'll see across certain leagues he'll go one. Um, regardless, I think that Marvin Harrison though is going to be the at minimum that fifty percent range, just because I think Marv just off the jump projection wise is going to be closer to cd lamb chase and jefferson um as far as people the way that they're viewing and comparing him as an asset whereas caleb i don't think meets definitely not tier one and i think even right now may not even be valued in the tier two of guys he's more like that start of tier three so um it's more about i guess like yes if you if you had all things equal you'd rather have the best player of, at the quarterback position 
But when you talk about the special wide receivers, uh, Marvin Harrison is that. And I think there's a the case to be made that he has not a path the way that he plays the game to be valued or and production-wise closer to the the top, top tier of wide receivers than Caleb does as much as I like him. I know he's a generational player. I know he has a lot of good traits than, than he does to actually be production-wise um, the top quarterback in, in Dynasty and Fantasy. Let me ask you, too. Uh, we just saw a historically bad year from quarterbacks as far as scoring. Uh, injuries were right up there with the previous season in 22, you know, with the amount of starters and right. the Joe Flacco's and the Taylor Heineke's and all these guys starting games. Um, right. It, if we had finished the season more like 2021, just a few years ago, which seems like forever ago at this point, and we had, I believe at the time we had 12 quarterbacks or 13 quarterbacks score over 20 fantasy points per game, where in this past year it was only five. If it was more like that, would that lend you to the being like, yeah, I got to get quarterback, man. As much as I love Marv or like the potential of a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type, like to nail one of these top 12 quarterbacks is almost imperative. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's reflective in startup ADP, right? Quarterbacks, I mean, they really, really pushed all of their skill players down the board in years past. And right now you're seeing, um, you know, you kind of have a wave of those first seven, eight guys. And then there's a little bit of a pause, right? And then you get, your next guys and you'll see even guys like Brock think about Brock Purdy Jordan loves going in the second Brock Purdy's going in the third in startups right now I mean that kind of shows there's um where they value quarterbacks one like where we value them as a whole but two those guys being so high up it just feels like there's quite a bit of a a gap as far as the way that we're valuing the elite ones to where we're valuing the next tier yeah if we were told the uh, 2021 selves Right when we first started doing this, uh, Adam's going to take a, a wide receiver at the 102 with two potential top five quarterbacks on the board with NFL draft capital. You're going to have to find one of them laughing gifts, man, that just are hysterically laughing, you know? <laughs> I think at this point, though, if this were to happen, right, uh, I rush to the podium and I just uh, I take the upside swing on Jaden Daniels doing it right now. Um, if he does get that top five, top ten draft capital, I can live with it. If it's more like back end first, heaven forbid it it happened but even if it was we'd be fine and then absolute disaster scenario is for whatever reason he falls outside of the first round of the nfl draft which is highly unlikely but you know still got to cover your basis but uh i think at the 103 i'm okay take the upside swing so caleb marv and then Jaden daniels and the reason Jaden daniels over drake may i think drake may is the better quarterback prospect for nfl um size he can move. He can make every throw. He's got the arm strength. It's the rushing production, though. While Drake May can run, he don't run like Jaden Daniels. <laughs> he might project to be, I would say, more of like that three, four hundred yard type, you know, yardage on the ground kind of guy. Even though he Herbert type on the ground with rushing, I think. I'm pretty sure he had a season, uh, 22. He he went over 650. Yes. Might have even been close to 700. I don't remember the exact number, but it was quite a bit. I'll pull it up. I don't think we project that for the NFL. Like more like Herbert, like you said. I like that. It's a pretty good comp. Trevor Lawrence-ish. Yes, as far as a rusher, for sure. Jane Daniels is like Daniel Jones at worst. <laughs> Lamar yeah. on the high end. Right. So I think I could definitely get behind just that added floor. So that's why Jane Daniels over Drake May. Even though I think Drake May, as far as the NFL is concerned, is probably the better quarterback. I would agree with that. And I think that's the right pick. Um, all right. So I'm moving here to the 104. And this mic is uh, one of those where it's tough. I, like, 
traditional me and the quarterback, I'm just like, all right, well, you guys let me get Drake May at 104 seems pretty easy. Um, scoring format and what I really probably needed at my team would probably come into how I'm actually going to press the button here, um, if I'm being completely honest. I'm going to go ahead just for the spice of it, though, um, and stick stick with the same mentality. And that's because when I'm looking at, you know, Barry's grades over for us and talking with him and looking at a lot of the um, comparative like classes, right? Malik Neighbors right now, the only reason he's not receiver one is because receiver one is like, you know, S tier, God tier mode in this class. You put Malik Neighbors in all the classes prior for a lot of them. If you remove the Jamar Chase class, you remove the um, Marvin Harrison class, like as far as those two, those two guys, you go back five, six years, and there's a very good case to be made. Malik Neighbors is the best receiver prospect of this of all the classes since. So with that in mind, I, I like you just said about Drake May, I really do like his game. And I think there's a, cha- a chance that we all are like, man, why, why did we pass on Drake May? Like, why, I think there's people who could be looking back and feeling like, man, why did I pass on Drake May? But at the same time, Malik Neighbors, I think, offers upside at a position that just continues to have immense value. Um, this isn't an easy decision for me, but I'll take Malik here. I'm going to go ahead and stay on trend. I can definitely get behind that. Um, seems kind of shocking. Like I said, 2021 versions of us would kick the hell out of us right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you for taking them and me for being like, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Stop the cap. <laughs> I like it. I like all the reasons that you gave, and there's a very real scenario where Malik Neighbors actually scores more points than Marvin Harrison in this upcoming year, right? He's the rookie wide receiver one of the class heading into the 2025 season, so he's talented. He is talented. You leave me in a tough spot, but I just can't pass Drake May anymore. So at the 105, yeah. I'll stop the slide. Yeah. Well, stop the slide. He wasn't going to get past the next pick. I think it's I think it's easily at 105. And, and Mike, I'll just say this before we continue with me at 106. I think um, this five here is like I, I it, what we once said it was the 103, right? Like you give me the, one of those first three picks, I feel great. You may not view every one of these guys the same, but I kind of have this feel of a tear break now at the 105 because of Malik Neighbors feeling more secure and Jaden Daniels feeling more secure with draft capital. I. I really, really, really like these five, and I think the next guy even here could end up making this a six-way tier, and that's with Roma Dunze, man, because Rome is another prospect where, man, this class is so good that you might view Rome as like the third, but there's a lot of people out there that are so high on Rome. They're saying he he's just right on the back end of Malik Neighbors and or right there with him, and again, Marvin Harrison makes it feel like Rome is not the best in this class, so um, if these guys are all 1A, 1B, 1C types, we're going to have a problem on our hands with this class. Rome is a real tough eval for me here, especially as of late. Um, absolutely love them. Uh, before I saw some things on uh, the old Bird app that, that made me question some of my love, you know, I, I've said publicly that, you know, he's a lot closer to Marv than he is to the guys after him as far as wide receivers go. <laughs> so... Here's some things, though. I, I've seen some things about yards per route run. He never met certain thresholds. Uh, then you go and you look at Campus Canton's tools. Uh, you pull them up, and all of a sudden, experience-adjusted production metrics don't really act favorably in, in his benefit. But he's big. He runs fast. He catches the football, not like Quentin Johnston. <laughs> he can play on both sides. He can play in the slot. 
Um, he stood out amongst the team that did throw the ball a lot, but you know they had a ton of weapons, right? Jalen Polk's in this class. Jalen McMillan's in this class. Uh, it is an absolutely loaded Washington team, and by far and away the weapon everybody worried about every single week was Michael Penix to Roma Dunze. <laughs> yep. I still love him. I still rank him very high, but there is a little bit of pause, but just as much pause is coming out every time I see one of these heavy hitters, these Dane Bruglers, these Lance Zerlines, these mock drafters out there, uh, the people who do this for a living. He ain't falling outside the top six, seven, eight picks <laughs> in their mocks. So yeah, I don't really know what to believe. I just know that uh, right now the NFL seems to think pretty highly of him, which matches up with my priors, but there are a few concerns, a few warts. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I get it. I, I, I don't think he's going to have um, profile wise, the one that like has no holes to possibly poke. And I think um, it'll be interesting to see what the, the NFL draft ultimately says. If it's like, if this guy's a top six to eight pick with what I know and what I've watched and even with the profile, like um, not being flawless, what are we doing? I mean, this is one Oh six, man. This is one Oh six. This is a guy that's, like, think about just un- guys that have been top six NFL draft picks, regardless of how what you think of this class as a defensive side, which, I mean, it's got its – it's not very strong on the defensive end of the ball relative to other classes. Talking about Jalen Waddle going at 106. This guy still is, like, wide receiver 10 on keep trade cutting in startups. You know, like, if that's the case for Rome, he gets that type of draft capital, and he has some, some type of production in the NFL, I mean, he's going to be extremely value-insulated um, given that. So – yeah. Uh, at this point, I feel pretty good about it. I got to ask you then, Roma Dunze, and, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit of recency bias for some of us, but if you had to put him in previous classes, right, last year, does he have a case to be the wide receiver one over JSN? I think so. I think um, I think that JSN's lack of uh, being available, I guess you'd want to call it, in his final season at Ohio State, Right, makes it that way. Now, if JSN would have went out and smashed like he had as a sophomore in his junior season, I mean, I don't think the case would be there. But I think Rome, based on what we know of last year, yeah, absolutely. And and you found out what the 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 NFL didn't say that JSN was a top fifteen pick. Even he, he thought outside the top twenty, and that's all right. of a sudden where I think yes, absolutely, he would have a chance to be the one in that class for sure. What about uh the previous class, Drake London? What do you what do you unsee Drake London? going in I, I think that um that's probably about the range where i would say like prospect wise and where the nfl feels for him i think it probably is right in that range with drake london and i think that's a good that's a good value as far as like the prospect coming out that they could be and psh, look at drake london yeah he he's kind of left us hanging for a while right like i got you next year man i got you next year and we're still His quarterbacks in. left us hanging. <laughs> well and with yes. he left us hanging, you know. That's true. In the end, it's production because right. of the wide receiver too. <laughs> right, and, so, and even despite you know no quarterback play, the production, like he, he's shown flashes. Right, we there's promise, there's reasons to be hopeful. But despite the fact that he hasn't been a, you know, top G, he's still in our heart. Right. That, you know. <laughs> Does it does it give you a little bit of pause too? Does it kind of feel like he's on the scary Terry trajectory trajectory where yes. you're like, well, if they don't get a good quarterback this year and DJ Moore, we keep this. Well, what if he gets a quarterback? Exactly. Well, what if he doesn't? I've seen it happen before. All right. Oh man, he'd take a dude's a. I don't. 
Damn it. All right. I keep I keep making my have to make the decisions. Brock Bowers. All right, there it Brock is. Brock Bowers at seven. You couldn't, um, you couldn't let him go no more, huh? The the fantasy community overall, the dynasty community is in love with Brock Bowers. You know, they call him the rhino, the tank, whatever, bulldozer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, generational gets thrown around with him, which we seem to use that all the time. But uh, I can't let somebody in a tight end premium league who has some of those tags and those feels fall this far. Even though, Adam, I'm pretty public that I won't be selecting a lot of Brock Bowers. One, I don't think he's going to be here. Right. <laughs> when I pick, it's seven. First right. off, right. but two, like if I'm taking them, it's I'm taking them because I'm trying to leverage a trade somewhere else, right? I want people to to jump on the same Laporta hype, and he's going to be that dude coming right out immediately. Uh, he's going to have Kyle Pitts level rookie year or better. It's a tough ask for a tight end, man. Even great ones, uh, ones that we've seen in the past. Right, sometimes they take a while. Trey McBride is the tight end two or one in a lot of people's dynasty ranks right now. He didn't do anything his rookie year. <laughs> anything. <laughs> he didn't do mo- anything for most of his sophomore year in the NFL, right? Until Zach Ertz went down. And then all of a sudden it was a Trey McBride show. So some of these tight ends take time. I'm not willing to wait on the production. Most leagues, I can tell you the warp graph for a half point tight end premium league like this in a best ball wouldn't be very high wouldn't be very high in the lineup league i'm not taking them for production it's pure trade value and you know fall under the 107 i think i can capitalize right i think i can convince somebody to give me their 25 first and second i think i can convince somebody in my league to go hey yeah you're like a brock bowers away bud (laughs) let me get that first even though i'm projected it to be early next year so that's the kind of move you want to do or uh a teardown you know let me get njoku in a first let me get evan ingram in a first let me get some dirty crusty production and a first round pick that's kind of what i want to do with brock bowers so yeah if you're gonna make me pick him adam i'm gonna pick him at seven yeah i think uh i think again right now adp is reflective of this seven in some order and um i'd be shocked right now with what we know today um if it doesn't go this way now, if some of the, you know, if Rome falls significantly outside the top 10, I mean, we could have a different conversation, but I feel like these seven right now make a lot of sense. I think at the eight, definitely we're starting to kind of, um, <clears throat> a guy I really like, I'm going to take here. Um, but is not viewed as highly in the community and definitely it feels much more gross for some. And that's Brian Thomas jr. Is going to be my one Oh eight here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta do this to me <clears throat> see this is what you guys do campus Canton, right you give mike you tell him you give him the honors with the idea of taking his soul every single one of those picks in between <laughs> just snatching it up it's disgusting <clears throat> snatch out they heart snatch it up i love brian thomas um malik neighbors was amazing we've established that but People were sleeping on Brian Thomas, man. And I want to say from jump, uh, when they went out there and they had that first game, real national televised game versus Florida State, like, man, who is this other guy? <laughs> I know who Malik Nate, who's this dude? Man, he's big, he's fast, he runs, he catches the ball. They should get him the football sometimes, too. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, LSU listened, and they got him the football plenty. And they used him deep downfield. Yeah, that was the thing. His, like, uh, at least watching them play the the deep ball for him, man. He he, 
I think he's got a lot of traits, Mike, that getting him as the wide receiver four in the 108 in this class is another reason why I just give me all these 24 picks, man. Let me get all these 24s, you know? Maybe a month ago, he's probably being slept on, I would say, too. I would agree. Uh, he, I didn't see a lot has of come early up a mocks with him in the, the first round of rookie drafts, let alone the first round of the NFL. And now I see stuff where sometimes he's going at like 12, you know, going in the teens. Uh, yep. Slow drum beat for Brian Thomas, but I like it. Yep. That was going to be a tough one, man, because uh, the guy I'm going to take here, I absolutely love. Um, I rank just ahead of Brian Thomas, though. There's a lot more haters and detractors for him than there are Brian Thomas, so it made Brian Thomas feel like the uh, the safer pick. But it's uh, Keon Coleman for me, <laughs> and somewhere fizzles doing backflips. Yep, I, I love some Keon Coleman, but kind of like Adunze, there's some bad metrics, advanced data that people don't like. Um, I've seen a lot of it too lately. It feels like I also just kind of have this feeling Florida State kind of misused him. Right? They didn't do a great job of it, and he has his own problems too. Uh, for a guy that big, you know, six four, six three, whatever he actually comes in at two fifteen, two twenty. Contested catches this past year, not great. <laughs> it feels like I'll just say, say it feels like he could have been better at that metric um, for sure. A guy of his physical stature, you would think just almost like rebounding in basketball, just block, blocks dudes out and just goes and gets right. It, right? Even though he made a couple of uh, Sports Center top tens with some highlight reel catches, you know, some absolute just gems. But overall, contested catch rate this year not as good as in the past for him. So a little bit of a red flag. We're going to have some red flags about possible separation. Easy comp for me, and it's been this way for a while. He feels like Des Bryant, but just a little bit worse at contested catches, but a little bit better of a route runner coming out. So I don't know. Does that still have a place in the NFL in today's game? To be seen. But uh, I'm a sucker for this type of wide receiver every single year. I'm a damn sucker for it. We'll go back to the well. At least it's a 109. So if I burden the pick, I burden the pick. <laughs> Light it on fire. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, I think, uh, Mike, that was where I was going to go here. Um, I'm kind of curious where you're at here. Uh, at this, there, There's still two guys that, at least in Barry's grades and a lot of the things I like. Now, the problem here, and right now when I draft this, knowing what I've known and learned from in particular, this is where I'd be about ready to take some of these quarterbacks that I think could get first round draft capital. Now, that sounds awesome. And if they get first round draft capital, you're going to be like, see, look, you know, you guys let me have this guy. You slept on me. You slept on McCarthy, Bo Nix, whoever it may be. But I'll tell you what, if that happens, you maybe get a bump up to 108, 109 type, right? From the 110. So you got maybe two to three picks in value to gain. But you know what you got to lose? Everything. 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 All of it. The whole darn bag could be gone. Uh, I've seen it with, Mike, I mean, Matt Corral in particular was one that it was like, you know, the draft capital didn't match, and then he got hurt. And now it's like, like this guy, doesn't, people don't even roster him in sleeper. How's that, how'd that work out? So I'm probably in pre-draft processes leaving these uh, quarterbacks out of this range for a good bit here. So it probably will mess up what people are thinking as far as ADP. But I just wanted to clarify and specify really strongly why I'm doing this. Um, for me, man, there's a lot of guys here. You start getting into this open territory of receivers, you can create your case for many guys. 
I'm going to go ahead and take Troy Franklin. I still quite quite a bit like Troy Franklin. I know that, <clears throat> you know, size-wise, uh, people may – that's probably going to be where people start with a lot of their, um, you know, hate or not wanting to take um, – not wanting to take Troy Franklin, but Mike, he, he just, I think he's going to be very, very solid at the NFL level. I think there's a case to be made that he's, you know, it doesn't have the upside of a lot of the four or five guys that we drafted in front of him here, but it, I wouldn't be shocked to see him as a guy that can be a top 20, 24 wide receiver, um, you know, in multiple, multiple seasons as an, as his NFL career takes place. I like it. I like it. We're in that uh, tier of wide receiver, and that was the last one that I really felt comfortable about, Adam. Now, you kind of touched on it. You're in a spot where you're like, do you take the quarterback? <laughs> and uh, I'm a little bit gun-shy at this point, you know, the 111. There's still one player on the board where I look at it and I go, I can see an NFL role for him pretty solidly. Um, maybe not that elite upside, but who knows? Uh, I didn't think Puka Nakua was ever going to have the elite upside he did, so... Uh, if you fit into a scheme, you fit into a scheme, and this guy does a lot of stuff well. And surprise, surprise, Senior Bowl riser. Let's get him. He's a good lad, Lad McConkney. Oh man, it's funny. I was uh, I was in New York last weekend, and um, well, not 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 yesterday, the weekend prior. And um, it's interesting because you know Andrew was telling me that's my guy and all this and that. I'm like, listen, man, you're you're late though. It's everybody's guy. Everybody at this point's get starting to be coming on lad. Then the senior bro happens and he's looking really good. I, 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 I think this is probably it feels um, rich, but I do think Mike for, for, for lad to go get him. You're pro- he's probably going to be a early second at latest. Uh, yeah. Like you know, yeah. w- once you get outside that second round, he's probably not making it past there. So I like it. Lad, you got back to back picks here, buddy. What are you doing with one twelve and two hundred one? All right, so back to backs are always fun. Um, when I look at it, Mike, I think that, and I, I'm curious if you agree with this or not. But with Barry's grades, a guy that I'm really starting to um, buy into, and just forget some of the narrative fade that's coming around him is Xavier Worthy. I'll take him right here at the one twelve. He has one skill that you cannot teach. Getting downfield. Yep. That <laughs> speed is elite. It's such a tough one, Adam, because uh, we talk about uh, drops, right? And the biggest thing, I mean, Felix will talk about it specifically on this channel, right? The guy couldn't catch a hold in a wet fart <laughs> at this point. Yep. <laughs> it feels like a lot yep. of concentration drops, but it's also something we've seen fixed, and it's also something that we've seen doesn't matter from time to time. Deontay drops, drops football all the time. Remember that narrative. Jamar Chase couldn't catch because the football didn't have stripes on it. <laughs> this happens. He can get yeah. downfield. You're picking him with the last pick of the first round. This is a guy who kind of penciled in. I say lightly penciled in as first-round draft capital, and it's going to be a potential to a hell of an offense, whether it's Chiefs, the Bills, you know. Adam, what would you feel if he went to the Ravens, right, as that field stretcher? I like it. I like it. I think. Uh, I think when you see the, we just talked about earlier on the show, the Chiefs and the the Ravens game. The Ravens kind of did enough to hold the Chiefs at bay. I think if you're playing Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game, and you, the outcome is you held them to where they did. You're saying, man, we got every every chance to win this game. So. For a team like the Ravens, I think that uh, you can kind of see offensively. They, they listen. I, I still like Zay, but 
um, OBJ's getting older, and in that game in particular, it felt like you know who <laughs> the guy that the guy that had his, his jock strap really held in check pretty cleanly. Um, guy couldn't separate from anybody. I just you know, and then his dad's. I'm not even gonna get into that, but his dad's out there saying, you know, my son deserves better. Come on, man. I'm pretty sure that was a fake account, by the way. By the way, all I know is he said he said some crazy stuff in the past. So, That's true. Uh, it makes me believe him, even though I, I, it probably was a parody account that got me. But uh, I, I think they need they need receivers in a bad way. The, the next one here, Mike, when I when I take this at the turn, there's there's three guys that are kind of in the mix here for me. Um, and Senior Bowl, you know, it, it's making me want to take Devontae Walker. I'm not quite going to do it, but he's in the mix for me here. Um, if if the capital is good enough and Jatavian Sanders does this, what we, we what I'm expecting him to in the combine, I think he would be another guy that starts to become in conversation for me here. But I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Adonai Mitchell. It's not like my favorite pick, but I think here, um, just what I know and where he's supposed to go in drafts at the 201, he just I can't pass him here. I can get behind it. It's not somebody I'm like too big into, um, yeah, but same. he does have some traits that are pretty awesome. Um, he did some things at Texas, right? You saw in the uh, the college football playoff, right? <laughs> Hell of a fade route. But uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we're talking about second rounders here. You're 201. That's where we started. Yeah. A little bit of safety. With that being said, though, for me, then run to the board and finally take him. J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. I think after I had I Mitchell, Mike, um, I talked about Sanders and – um, I also talked about uh, Devontae Walker, but <clears throat> those guys, he, he, I think that's about where the quarterbacks right in before those guys where you're like, listen, I think you got to just kind of start taking them right. Like if, if you, if you miss here, you miss, but a lot of the stuff with McCarthy, I have a hard time with him and a lot of these quarterbacks in particular with certain traits, right? With like McCarthy, it feels like in this Michigan scheme, I, there's a lot of people that say he's talented and I, I'm not even really trying to argue. Is he, but I have not seen on film a lot where it's like, man, this is a guy that can just shred a defense. Like I feel really good about him being a, a franchise quarterback at the NFL level. So no matter uh, what Harbaugh says about him, right? I know it just, I, okay. I, I, I want to believe you, but I watched how you beat Ohio state the last three years and it wasn't, you know, McCarthy just sh- sh- carving people up. It's because you played bully ball right. with us, you know? So, <laughs> <sighs> no matter what he says yeah so I, i'm with you i think it's a good pick um how, how high does he go right we're doing this now just with what we know uh there's no real draft capital it's just projection but say he went in the top 20 picks of the nfl where's his reasonable spot in this rookie draft top 20 picks mike um probably uh, it it would depend where that Brian Thomas pick is. I could see him becoming as early as the 108, right? And I could see it being definitely like, I mean, 108, 109, 110, somewhere in there. Like, you can't tell me that this guy as a top 20 pick wouldn't go ahead of a lot of these receivers. I think he's definitely going to go ahead of Mitchell, Worthy, and McConkie. Um, Troy Franklin and Keon Coleman in particular, I think would depend on what the draft capital situation is and how they really do at the combine. Because they both are... You know, Troy Franklin, I say size, by the way. People, if you don't know, like, he's 6'3", but he's supposed to check in at 187 is what kind of people are saying. But he's got that very thin frame. I could see him even being being skinnier. Um, he's and, a really tall Mike Wallace. Yes, yes, there you go. That's, I like that. Well done. 
I like, I like that call. Plays similar too. <laughs> I like that call, Mike Wallace. Yeah, the old, you got you got to go back to like the Steelers, the the, the legit Mike Wallace, right? Yeah, not the uh, the big money contract. Was it a contract with the Dolphins? Yes, that's. Well, exactly. he didn't do anything, and then he was dead. He was dead yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah like um, Dante Culpepper. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I th- I think that that's the case. He could go one hundred eight to one ten. Uh, I think that's a good a good spot for him as a top twenty pick. I mean. The other thing, too, to keep in mind is I think that's a probably about status quo. Now, some leagues where people are desperate at quarterback, you could start seeing maybe a 106, you know, ahead of like a Rome or something crazy. But I think about right there is where you'll see it. If, if hypothetically, one of our mock draft shows, he went at the 108 in the NFL draft to the Atlanta Falcons. JJ? Yeah. Hole. If that were to happen, could he unseat a Dunze? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because because of the weapons too, right? Like you almost pencil it in, like man, he all he has to do is not mess up. Like he's got Bijan, he's got Drake, he's got right. Pitts. Like yeah, he's got to nail that Catalina wine mixer. That's what he needs. I mean, dude, I'm telling you right now, the landing spot of Atlanta feels like the guy that is going to get the most buzz just because of the what moon. they have, right? Right. Unless it's Justin Fields on a trade and people still <laughs> hate him. That would actually be almost amazing to see what what the community would do. Gosh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Some things hey. you got to be careful what you wish for. That I I just want it to happen. I'd love to see it because for all my field chairs, I'd be going crazy. The Falcons trade a fourth for Mac Jones. <laughs> People still hate Mac. <laughs> you know, speak this you know Mac. There, there's nothing Mac can do. You know that, right? Like seventh rounder for Zach Wilson. <laughs> I love I love how when you bring him up on the um, you know it's pretty early because of the New England every time in the mock drafts we do here on Monday. And I'm just I, I watch it on my phone and I'm like, here he goes. He can't he can't not talk about Mac. And you you see everybody else like not wanting to talk about it at all, not want to touch it. Everyone's like, oh, get it out of here. There's yeah, nothing Mac on, can do, man. It. Nothing Mac can do. I thought that was it just for JJ. All right, buddy, you're up at two oh three. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Let's kick it. Let's get into it. <sighs> Mike, you know what's crazy is I really like I, I kind of was was liking the um the rise of Michael Penix, I want to say. And then the more we started doing like advanced numbers as far as the rushing upside, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of not in on Michael Penix anymore, man. <laughs> That's fair. And this is I, like, I, I honestly, I think about when we, when did we do that? About two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, we talked about some of the advanced metrics and quarterbacks that matter. If this was two and a half weeks ago, Mike, I'm smashing Penix here and being excited. You took JJ ahead of Penix, and I. I'm not doing it, man. Personally, I'm gonna. I think I may end up making you draft these uh, quarterbacks while I take, and I'll take them head early here. Um, so I just believe. I believe in his uh, speed. I believe in a lot of the traits he has. At this range, I can't pass Devontae Walker, man. You know, can't he had it. some uh, had some moments at the Senior Bowl <clears throat> that made me question my Devontae Walker love, but for sure. I also got to think that he came from a small school and he only played really a half a year, you know, at a power five program this year. Yeah, he played if, it. If he was, it was, he was going from year. Kent State, right? And then yeah. went to North Carolina. But he has some traits that I fall in love with. And you're talking about him in the second round. I can get behind that one. Still too early for me to take it. And this guy got a lot of hate at the Senior Bowl, but he also did some things that I really like. Unfortunately, he's also three inches shorter than we thought. <laughs> Rashad Bateman, anyone? Xavier Leggett, still love him, still love him. Wish he was 6'3", not six foot, but uh, he had some separation problems at the Senior Bowl, cleaned it up 
with some of the reps that he had later on uh, that mm-hmm. I really like to see. And uh, this is kind of a guy who's big, physical, not big tall-wise, unfortunately, but built like a tank. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm getting a little bit of uh, Debo light vibes. I mean, he S- wasn't in South he, Carolina. I'm pretty sure he even compared himself to Debo when uh, someone asked him. Well, it's kind of cool on X, and I kind of end up forgetting there's been so many of them, but people that I'm used to just having their fantasy like podcast or analysis, and then you're like, Oh, they're talking to, you know, right. Xavier Leggett. I, but I, there's so many of them, I can't remember exactly which one I was watching. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think like, you know, him and him and Devontae are both guys that have upside that definitely have things. Like, if you told me either one of these guys didn't pan out by two years from now, like, I'm not going to sit here and be shocked, right? I mean, right. the thing about Xavier Leggett, too, people may not be, be aware. Like, this guy's already 23, right? A little bit old. Yep. So I'm I'm not saying I'm out on him because he is. I'm just you know, we're talking about when you get to this range versus earlier, right? You're talking about everyone up there is dudes are just turning twenty ones, young pups, right? And that's why yeah, they're, that's why they're different makers. So babies. Yep. All right, Mike. Um did we did you say what the tight end premium is here? Half point. Uh, okay, I'm not doing it then. All right. <laughs> 0.75, I might have considered it not at a half point. Heck no. Not at a half point. <laughs> nope. Um, and, you know, Mike, I'm really not the biggest. But, again, this comes down to value and I think tradability for me. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Polk. I'm, not, I'm really not the biggest Jalen Polk guy, to tell you the truth. Um, but I, I think that if the draft capital is honestly where I'm kind of seeing where he's at, which is potential first round and definitely in round two, if he's top 50, I think I'll have a lot of movability. And even if I have to hold him, I'm waiting for him to make a couple plays in the NFL and uh, find that guy that's wanting to buy, you know, off of one pop week. All right. All right. I can get behind it. I'm going to shoot a flyer here. Just feels like the right spot for the first one of the position to come off the board finally. Good pick. I'm going to shoot it. Guy was injured. He was injured. But uh, there's a lot of rumblings about Jonathan Brooks, and he yeah. had a hell of a year. <laughs> he did. Not RB1 in my ranks right now um, just because of that injury. So yep. the combine is going to be massive for me to kind of get those updated medicals and see how he's doing. But uh, Jonathan Brooks, man, his performances on the field this year were ridiculous. And shout out to our boy Xbox for putting me onto some of his high school tape and seeing those 400, 500-yard rushing performances. <laughs> like. Who wanted to tackle this beast? The answer is no one. So Jonathan Brooks will take first running back off the board here. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> and uh, it's funny you went there because I was. I, I'm pretty torn right now. Uh, I think Mike. For me, I really actually probably like Braylon Allen the most in this class. Um, but you know what, man? A lot of people are still really excited about Blake Corum, and um, I think I'm going to take Blake Corum here. It doesn't it just feel like he's going to the Chargers in the third round and it's like Harbaugh's going to give him a billion carries. It feels like it's been, ever since that's <laughs> happened, it's every mock, you know? <laughs> just put that in pen. They've already made their pick. The new the new Austin Eckler, right? Right. We'll keep the string of running backs going with my actual running back one in the class, Braylon Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. What a tank. And you talked about age, too. <laughs> I just turned 20. No, I mean... Braylon Allen, I mean, it, not just because he went to the same school, he's got a lot of that Jonathan Taylor feel to him. Um, maybe not quite as good as a prospect, but man, huge body, yeah. huge body. Uh, he has home run speed, and 
Um, I'm not saying he is Jonathan Taylor, but he has a lot of those like those traits that he could hit a hole and be gone. He can be. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, much better athlete, though. I would imagine. Yes. Braylon Allen, probably in the four fives. If he hits four four at the combine, I'll be like, whoa, okay. What's there's up? People, there's people that are like saying he's going to get there. I, I want to see it first, but we'll see. Yeah. And JT's a sub four, four, four guy. Like, yes. A freak show. But yes, a little bit of Jonathan Taylor light. Yeah. Uh, but not light in the weight because he definitely weighs more. That good boy, 240. <laughs> well, that's the other thing about Braylon Allen is like, not that Jonathan Taylor has any type of, of issues at the goal line, but you talk about a 235, 240 pound back at the goal line. Like you almost got to go back to like the Jerome Bettis days, like a guy that just bam, right in your face could just in the, in the red zone could be a huge problem um, for that type of size. Kind of. Kind of young football-wise at the position, too, right? Still kind of figuring things out. He came into Wisconsin as a he linebacker. Raw. He was very right? raw at this position. Right? Yeah, Converted uh, and then couldn't be stopped his freshman year, and that kind of continued. And then even this year when they went to a, more of a passing offense from traditionally what we think of Wisconsin, uh, they went to this more uh, cheesehead, like, air raid. <laughs> yeah, man. The cheese raid, whatever you want to call it. Uh, caught quite a few passes, which was nice to see. Right. One of the big knocks against JT was he didn't catch any passes. And then you seen that at the combine, he looked just fine. So I think Braylon Allen's look fine enough on film catching passes. So I don't have too many concerns about just being, you know, first and second down back. He can get a little bit of the passing game work. So Braylon Allen's my pick, Adam. Three running backs in a row, but they don't come off to the mid part of the second. Yep. Look at us grow. Look at us. Look at us grow. Look at us go. Who would have thought, huh? Not me. Right. Um, Mike, can I make it four? Wait, wait, let me ask you, where are you at at Trey Benson? Where are you at with Trey Benson? Not a big Trey Benson fan. Uh, too many times this year, he did absolutely nothing. Um, he's got a, he's got some Braylon Allen to his game. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was a little bit too overhyped coming in. Like this is going to be the year for Trey Benson. And then, you know, you look at the end of a game that Florida state needed him in and he got 30 yards on the ground, <laughs> averaging like two yards of carry You're like what and then he had moments too where it was like oh there it is right he'd take 160 yards and you go oh man what a freight train what a freak show but just a little too inconsistent makes me shy away from him um personally if i'm making the pick i don't mind it as like an upside shot i just uh if i'm sitting there that's why i have a few running backs ranked ahead of trey benson still okay yeah I, i'm taking you can put him up there anyway um i'm taking trey benson but just curious your thoughts on him. I, and I think, I think Mike, here's the thing for me, because what you said, I don't actually disagree with a lot of the analysis or the the reasons why you're, you're out on him or not as high for me though. Like in this range, um, you know, I could take a guy like uh Marshawn Lloyd possibly, but I, I think a lot of the running backs at this range also, they're all, they all have at this point, some flaws to their game where it's not it like I'm getting some sure running back. So I think if I'm swinging for the running back at this point, I I still think Trey Benson, while I don't love him, I think he might have the highest upside as far as if it hits, man. Dude can be, you know, Duke, Duke could end up for a season in the right situation um, where they're, you know, it's a good scheme. They're blocking well, where he makes some serious plays because of the upside that he has. But I agree with what you're saying on him. I like it. I do like it, though. I'm going to go with another running back. <laughs> Keep this going. Let's just keep this train going, huh? You, you mentioned very high in Barry's grades. 
Uh, shout out to our guy DB, our analytical guy over at uh, South Harmon. Are you doing it, Bucky Irving? Wow. Okay. Okay. Bucky Give me Irving. Bucky. Give me Bucky. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Talk about Bucky, man. Great. Great. Su- surprisingly great at breaking tackles and yards after the contact for a guy who's 200 pounds tops. Right. One of the early comps he kind of had them. And, you know, this is ceiling comp. This is kind of what we want to do. But there's some shades of a little Christian McCaffrey to his game. Right. Just the way he plays. Uh, great contact balance. Obviously can get the tough yards after contact a little bit better inside than what you would think a guy of his stature would be. Kind of like CMC. And obviously in the passing game, a weapon. Now, definitely probably not to the weapon of Christian McCaffrey, because I imagine when Christian McCaffrey came out, if he was classifying himself as a wide receiver, he still would have been a first-round pick. Right, (laughs) right. The way that guy could run routes. Now, Bucky's not on that level, but that's kind of why I say some shades of CMC. And uh, there's a possibility he might be the first back off the board come NFL draft time. So really like what I see from Bucky Irving. Barry's grade's definitely just the, uh, the hammer, the seal of approval for me. Yep. I think Mike, even in the half point, um, just knowing the upside of the the player, uh, at this point I'm gonna go ahead and take uh the second of the position. Brock Bowers has gone so long ago it feels like the first of the position, but let me go ahead and take Jatavian Sanders here. Mike, I think when we start getting to the point where we're almost in the third round, I'm 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 okay. Even in the, the tight end premiums which don't matter, right? Yep. If he's a prospect that's good enough, I'm I'm comfortable in this spot taking him. Uh, I think even in those half-point tight end premium formats, Mike, even when I'm playing with people that say they know that they don't matter, I, I've I've watched where what they say and what they do as far as trades don't necessarily align. I think Jatavian Sanders is a guy that has immense upside at the position. Uh, he's very athletic. They're, I know we say, you know, this guy's real athletic and all that, and we want to chase them, but they don't, they don't grow Jatavian Sanders types on trees, man. I just want to make sure people understand that I think this guy's built a little different than most of the tight ends that are at the, at the NFL level there. I get big fan of his game. Big yeah. fan of his game. And if you miss out on Brock Bowers in the first in your tight end premium league, enjoy Jatavian Sanders in the mid to late second. <clears throat> Hence why I'm okay taking Rome at 106 and doing the Jatavian Sanders thing at 211, right? All right. 212, this is a guy I'm not big, big on. Not at all. But let's see, uh, let's see. You got back to backs here now. Come on. What do we know? There's, there's some people in the space. Senior Bowl was a big one that absolutely love him. It's the Michigan guy, Roman Wilson. Really? What a what a climb for him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to listen. Okay. All right. I think he might actually go higher than this, and uh, you know, if other people are going to do it, <clears throat> he's got some big fans out in the space. It's just it's so hard with these Michigan weapons to judge production because they just don't have it in the passing game right running backs an easy evaluation they get the ball all the time but try evaluating their tight ends wide receivers running or uh quarterbacks and you you're like wow we just don't throw the ball and then with that being said i took that guy i can't let him go anymore man michael Penix. sorry right. felix but dang it i was actually gonna take him next one this this is uh this is a classic case of we're drafting right now yeah right there's a possibility he doesn't go in the first round. There's a real good possibility he doesn't go in the second round. I don't know where the NFL is, Adam. But uh, in the third round of my rookie draft, why not? <laughs> why not? Because if I'm right and he is actually good and an NFL team knows him, even if he gets like Will Levis-ish draft capital, 
Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts type draft capital. <sighs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> this is a guy who can sling the football. He can throw it. <laughs> Just yep. needs a team to fall in love with him, which I don't know is going to be a reasonable ask at this point, but it could. Could. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny because I I was envisioning you taking one of them. So I thought you were going to take Knicks. Uh, I was going to take Panix, but like 302 i i'll, I'll be honest like i'm sure there's people screaming uh every time we haven't taken bo nicks by now right like <laughs> I, I imagine somewhere there's someone what are you what's going on i'm taking bo nicks here i can't let him fall any further i just honestly like when i maybe some of the running backs um you can make a case against um like my trey benson picks or whatever but yeah that's fair yep most of the ones in the second round i took um like, I feel like I'd rather have the upside than what I think the upside is for Bo Nix. Now, admittedly, I said I think because I'm not, I'm far from bullish on Bo Nix, I guess is the way I should best word it. But if he does hit Mike, or even if he hits the draft capital, if he hits the draft capital, I already have won from the 302 here. So, like, I just can't, I can't pass any more, any more than this at this point. Thank God you didn't take my guy. I got him. Jacob Gowing. Let's go. Oh, That's my dude. You rat. That's my Roman Wilson. You rat. You. <laughs> I actually, I really liked. Uh, I, I'm starting to kind of really like Cowan, man. I do. I really am. Listen, years past, last year, me, uh, when he measured in at the Senior Bowl, I would have went, oh, no. <laughs> Can't do it. But Zay Flowers, Tank Dell, all these small <clears throat> receivers who are hitting, the Keaton Mitchells, even at the running back position. I'm done. I'm done with this size thing. Okay. Yep. If you, you can play, you can play. And uh, you know, those of you that know that watch them, um, you know, my in-laws live. I was in El Paso for Texas, and uh, or uh, El Paso for Texas. How about how about El Paso for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, he went to UTEP, so um, transferred to Arizona. I'm I'm a fan of Colin. Hope I'm rooting for the kid. Um, man, you really throw me off here, man. You really have. Um, I'm going to take Marshawn Lloyd. <clears throat> Dang it. Mm-hmm. Holding one more. Marshawn Lloyd, man. I, I think again here in this part of the third, like you want to talk about a guy that has upside? Like This is a name that you may know of if you've been playing C2C, if you've been playing Debbie. This is a name that you may be more familiar with. Hasn't gone, I think, the way that uh, a lot of people had hoped for his career. But, man, I think a lot of the upside's still there. And he showed showed some recently. Big senior bowl for him. Huge. By far and away from most people that I, uh, you know, was reading or listening to or watching uh, the <clears throat> RB1. And it wasn't relatively close. Right. During senior bowl week. And for those, uh, you know, that don't know, it's just, listen, he went to DeMatha High School and there's a you know a huge following of you know him playing as well as he did there and he showed it in the senior bowl now now the one thing i will say mike about it is um like i wonder if for for him like competition you know at the senior bowl not that those aren't all guys that have a really good chance to play in the nfl but if that's part of why he shined out um i'll be interested to see what his draft capital is but i just i think this is a guy that's extremely extremely talented at this position where um, you just need the opportunity, right? If somebody gives him the opportunity, I think he could really have a chance to like smash this ADP, um, smash this third round type draft capital I just used on him. I like it. I'm going to go with uh, Malachi Corley. 
Okay. And highlight reel at the uh, the Senior Bowl, which is how physical he was at the wide receiver position. Right? <laughs> Bullying cats, man. You think uh, you think George Pickett's gonna block and be physical? Man, I would introduce you to Mr. Corley. I was gonna say I saw one where I'm like, he he just basically on a route just completely extended and chucked somebody. But like the way they put it in the highlight clip, I'm like, oh okay, like that was he really threw him. Like, yeah, that was OB. Definitely, definitely illegal, but um, you know, <laughs> highly illegal. But it looked really cool. It was a uh, what we like to call a tone setter. <laughs> yeah, you go, you know, you take the flag, you know that flag is coming, right? It's like, um, yeah. do you remember uh, when the, the 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 team in the Olympics they played Paul Gasol in them and Kobe yes. first Kobe play ran through, him. running right through his chest. They're all laughing, and then he goes and does it, and everyone's yeah. like, "Holy crap!" That was a great documentary. I love watching that yeah. too, especially watch. with all the players talking about it. Like they thought he was kidding. He's like, "No." They're all giggling, and then he does it, and they're like, "Oh." That's what we he's call gonna, a tone setter, buddy. He's going to run through his NBA teammates' chest like that? Oh, Kobe being business. Yeah, man. He set the tone. It's um, That's a great documentary. Go check that out. I know we're the talking Redeemed. football here, but the Redeem team was uh, – that's a great, awesome. great documentary, man. Go check it out. <clears throat> anyway, All right, you're up, buddy. Corley off the board. Look, Mike did it. Yeah, he set the tone. I'm out here. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. I'm flustered. Yeah. All right. Man. I really want to take a receiver, but I don't love them at this point. Uh, there, there are some guys I could take. Mike, I'm going to take uh, Ray Davis here, man. I'm starting to buy into the hype a little bit. Um, I probably feel a little more comfortable um, like late third than mid third, but I'll just a, a lot of people here, uh, I think I'm starting to buy into senior bowl hype or I could see where none of them necessarily are worth it either. So uh, Ray, Ray Davis, man, as, as I think a guy that, again, I'm looking just for an opportunity. I don't think he's going to be, you know, a superstar at the NFL level, but I think he has the opportunity to be, you know, running back two with upside. I can buy that. I can buy that. I'm going to take uh, Brendan Rice, Jerry's okay. boy, drum beat at the Senior Bowl, getting a little bit louder for him. Had some bad moments, but also had some some pretty good ones. So, like it. Uh, love the pedigree, obviously. <laughs> Doesn't get much better. <laughs> well, when Jerry Rice, it could. Um, I guess if we're gonna just do the pedigree thing, why don't I just go ahead and take like father, like son? Uh, I don't know where you're at with this player. I'm, I'm not really all the highest on him, but uh, Frank Gore Jr. No, oh, ooh, little Frankie, little Frankie. I get behind that. We're in the third round, man. You're taking running back flyers. I, I'm, at this I'm, lit- point. I'm literally at this point just taking running back flyers right now. Oh, well, I'm gonna continue the wide receiver flyer then. Uh, okay. Ricky, Ricky Pearsall. Okay. Talk about Ricky Pearsall. Uh, this is actually that, earlier than I've seen him go a lot. I just, I'm getting all the white wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> like if they let me draft Cooper DeGene, you're I in. Would. Okay. Sleeper, put him in the system. Put him in. I want him. He might get some end arounds. I, mean, I, can, I can get behind it at this point. Um, Ricky Pearsall, I'm trying to think who I want to take here. There's between a few guys. Um, like, I'm going to go ahead and take Jermaine Burton. That's an interesting one too. Higher in the Devi circles for a long time. It's just I've never seen him do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I get you. It's got to be something there, right? Why people love him. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> don't. But hey, we're at the 310. Uh, tight end premium doesn't really matter. So I'll pass on that. Listen, I'm just going to go with Tank, Audrey Gastame. <laughs> that dude's at least 240. 
He is, man. I don't care what you say on your way. It's, I've seen them pictures. That dude's rocked up. Just a tank running backs and white wide receivers. This is what we're doing, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I think at this point, too, Mike, um, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'll take Will Shipley. Um, <laughs> we go. You want to talk about the, the fall from grace? Uh, it was interesting when you were talking about Bucky Irving about, you know, CMC, CMC right? Uh, yeah. We, we were yeah. told, we were told for like, feels like three years that Will Shipley's the next one, you know? And who was that Washington state kid too? That was before him. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember his name what now. Was his name now? Crap. So damn irrelevant. <laughs> People are going to be listening to us with the name in their head, screaming it at us. We can't hear it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm trying to pull it up, but I don't even know if I'll get it. Uh, right. Max Borgie. Max Borgie. There you go. Thank you. Took me a minute. Max Borgie. <laughs> Max Borgie. Will Shipley. Handshake. Yeah. Actually, hey. Will Shipley is probably a lot better, to be I, completely honest. I hope so. He's had his moments. You got another one, though. Back to back here. <clears throat> yep. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know, Mike, I'll, I'll take sleepers. John, I'm going to take, take Johnny Wilson. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to take Johnny Wilson. I was I was looking back and forth, and I'm like, you know Future what? Future tight think, end Johnny Wilson. Yeah, I think that's there. You go. That's what I need, right? Tight end premium that doesn't matter, but maybe he could matter there. Well, it's a fourth round, Adam. I don't mind the Johnny Wilson pick. I'm gonna take Dallin Holker, tight end. My uh, my tight end three right now in the class, but uh, that doesn't mean a whole lot when you're drafting him in the fourth round. But I love that kid out of Colorado State. Okay. It's got a lot of a lot of traits, man. He hooked me when I watched that Colorado Colorado State game. Yeah, they could not stop him to save their life. Him or Tory Horton, Horton, Tory Horton, Tory Horton. I, there you go. I wish he would have came out this year. Which I was just going to comment. Sleever's got a few guys in here that you know playing football again in college. <laughs> yeah, um, Mike, I'm looking at a name here that I, I'm not taking. But uh, speaking of like that Will Shipley thing, right? Pretty high on this uh, ADP chart with. Uh, Spencer Rattler, right, um, at the Senior Bowl. Crazy to think how sometimes, man, people that we were so sure of being studs just have such an uphill battle. I don't want to attribute it to the wrong one, but I'm like 80% sure I saw a tweet from Dynasty Nerds today about Spencer Rattler, about how an NFL team might actually give him a shot. Now, it may not be a starting job right out <laughs> the gate, but, you know, a fourth or a fifth-round pick, and all of a sudden, you know, He's the guy who's got a little bit of moxie, some tools, been around the game for a while. Sam Howlight? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little Sam Howlish. Sam Howlight. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Once, fourth or fifth rounder, Spencer Rattler, once coveted, once thought of as a potential 101 pick. <laughs> well, you know what, Mike? I'm sitting here, I'm, I was going to take Jalen McMillan, but you know what? I haven't made the pick. I didn't finalize anything. Go ahead and give me Spencer Rattler. You know? I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Not in the fourth round. I get behind that. And if you're going to go ahead and take this quarterback, I'm going to take a guy who, uh, you know, injury derailed the last part of his season. But winner, Jordan wow. Travis. Jordan Travis, man. Mm. I was not expecting you to go there. Interesting. Go. I like it. Go, JT. JT. All right. I'll take um, I'll take Jalen McMillan here at this point. I mean, you're talking Can't about at this point, they're in the fourth round, dude. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. How about a Louisville special? Jamari Thrash. Oh. What's up, Cardinals? Felix? What's up now? <laughs> What's up, Felix? Jamar Thrash. I get behind him. Mike, I still don't know how to say this guy's name right. Studevarant? Studevarant? Studevant? You lost me that, too. 
You got the first part right, J. Michael. <laughs> That's the easy part. Um, I I actually don't know how to say his name, so um, I, I've actually seen a lot of a lot of buzz though on him, and. Uh, that's that's what I'm taking. Um, maybe someone out there can help us say his name. Right, somebody will correct us. All right, man, this is getting crusty. You know, this is a dude <clears throat> who we watched on film, right? So Friday nights, new thing for us on our Patreon is uh, we're getting into film. Me and Xbox breaking down film with the rest of the patrons. But we were watching Marv film this last Friday, and uh, to the three games I watched Marv. You know the one guy that stood out to me, Adam, from your Ohio State? Tell me. Cade Stover. Okay. What a unit. He is a unit, man. He is a unit. (laughs) It is like Kyle McCord only had eyes for Cade Stover, too, man. He would force that thing in there in triple coverage. He didn't care. Yeah, man. Well, listen, when you have as much struggle as he did going outside with some of the dynamic playmakers, it's like, all right, where's Cade at? Let Let me force it to Cade. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Gosh, you're talking about crusty. There's crusty, and then there's this. Yikes! Um, I'll take I'll take Tory Horton at this point. He's going back to school. I'm pretty. Oh, sure. is he? Oh yeah. man, I missed that. Yeah. Then okay. Let me confirm, but I'm pretty sure he did. So I took him off my. Uh, okay. I All was right. very excited about Tory Horton. Then scrap it. Pretty sure he's returning. Is that is that official? Okay. Yep, Tory's going back for one more year. Well, no wonder he's still uh no wonder he's still available right now. Yep. No and... Tory Horton. Otherwise I would have <laughs> taken him way earlier. <laughs> All right, then let me then let me go ahead at this point, man. I'm not gonna lie, I was hope I was higher and hoping for more, but uh I think at this point I'll, I'll take the the flyer on Jaheim Bell. Man, he is so small. Small. Yeah, small boy. Yes. I was hoping for at least like six three at the senior bowl. Right, I could talk myself into Johnu Smith esque. Like six three was exactly what we were we were thinking he would be. Right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I could get by a little Johnu Smith hype, right? Like, let's do that. Nah, it's more like Delaney Walker. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Delaney was like six foot. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Not that he was a bad player, but you know, <laughs> tough when you're tight end. Yeah, man. Uh, he was so what? I think he was. I think he changed. I think he came in at what like six one two forty two fifty, right? Like yeah, small. Yeah, small boy. Yep. Yep. Ooh, getting I'm, down I'm, to the crusties. I'm basically betting on the fact of him like playing bigger than that uh that six one two forty is. All right. I'm gonna take uh Theo Johnson out of Penn State. Uh he's got a lot of athletic traits. Production wise was a question mark this past season. You saw some other tight ends for Penn State emerge too. Had some moments at the senior bowl. Um this is a lot of a uh, shout out again to Felix though. Felix is the one who sold me on him. But in the fourth round on uh, I'm taking darts left and right. I'm going to do a tight end position of all things. Because if you hit Adam, you get to trade those guys for thirds yep. <laughs> easily. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I think I, man, I don't know. Kind of torn if I should do this or not. Uh, Taj Brooks come out. Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks. Ooh, I haven't heard anything about Taj Brooks. Yeah, the Texas Tech. Yeah, that's one that uh you shocked me with there too. Okay. Yeah. Taj Brooks. Let me get Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks. Okay. And somebody somewhere is gonna be like, duh, you went back to school. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, I'm burning picks. We'll take it. All right. This is uh this is shout out to our video editor Christian. This is dude. 
my dude now too, Isaiah Davis. Oh, okay. Small school, right? You're going to hear the Pierre Strong things. <laughs> Adam, you're Cleveland Browns. You know about Pierre Strong. <laughs> Love Pierre Strong, except for he didn't do anything in the NFL level uh, that we want. He, he, tape he tape looks some, amazing, though. It does. He had some moments. Uh, he had a moment, especially in New England, right, when um, Ramada didn't play. Um, yeah, had a moment. Yes. That's kind of, yeah. That's the best I got. Yeah, he, he did. He he showed a flash, I guess, right? Like, but that's he, he he Mike Chubb goes down this year, and you're like, okay, maybe Pierre Strong can do something, and Jerome Ford really takes over his role, and then they bring Kareem Hunt back in, and Pierre Strong is a special teams guy. So, right, uh, some notable omissions from our draft um, that I'm looking at: Michael Pratt, he's got some fans. Yep. Sam Hartman, um, maybe Joe Milton, but he, he just seems too wildly inaccurate. I'm not. Yeah, I'm with you. Is it it feels like Cardell Jones, don't it? Yes, I like right. that. Yep. Arm talent for days. <laughs> Go holy shit, and then uh, you find <laughs> out I can't hit the broadside of a bar. <laughs> yep, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Dylan Lobb, I think I'm saying his name right. He had yep. some Senior Bowl hype Dylan going in Lobb. there too. What about right. it, Dylan Johnson too? Right. Yep. Uh, Rasheen Ali. Big Marshall guy. Man, I, it's funny, Mike. I had him in C two C, and yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I didn't I didn't want feel like I was willing to draft him, but I'm with you. Right. Ali. Carson Steele, uh, once upon a time, Anaya Smith. Yeah, let's go. Not a great Senior Bowl week though for him, from what I saw. Uh, <clears throat> Moose Muhammad. <laughs> That's all name. I love that. <laughs> That's all name. Isaiah Williams had some hype. Jordan Whittington. Out of Texas, too. Uh, not drafted here. Um, somebody would probably yell at me for not having DeCorian Clark up there, too. Uh, if that's your thing. And then Ben Sinat at tight end stood out to me. Yep. By the way, ben uh, I don't know if I told you. Top, top, like, three, four tight end rank, in my opinion. But Oh, that high. Okay. Yeah. He's got game. All he's right. He's got game. Yeah. Uh, Rasheen Ali also, Mike, he's, uh, he's from right here in Cleveland. Went to Shaker Heights High School, so. It'll be cool to see him um, thrive in the NFL if it happens. I don't, I don't know how strongly I feel about it. Uh, he had unbelievable stats at Marshall, but um, you know, had some injuries, and we'll, we'll see. I, I'm rooting for the kid. I guess best way I could put it. There it is. There's the rookie mock. Uh, I will, I will include the link over so it can get put in the description too if you want to check out the board on sleeper. Uh, see what Adam and I did. Reminder, I picked one, Adam picked two. We went every other from there other than the the back-to-backs on the turns. It's always interesting when we do these so early. But this is what we do right now, sitting here, right? Had to draft if we were crazy enough to have a draft even before. the We might need one, Adam. <laughs> we might need one. Right? Super that? degenerate league. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> like as soon as the rookies get put in, we're like, yeah, we're going. We're going drafting. all the way in right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if this is a hundred percent correct, uh, we need to buy lottery tickets because we're the, either the smartest or the luckiest people in the entire world. Like, you know what happens for me though? Typically this is my life. Anyway, when I am a hundred percent, right. It's in something that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> and you like, good job, buddy. You did well. <laughs> Love it. Remains to be seen. Hopefully, uh, some good conversation here. Uh, just about prospects and kind of thinking about where they would go. And this is what you and I really like to do when we're projecting values and just kind of game planning. So it's not a surprise when it comes to your actual NFL draft. And you're like, oh, yeah, 
I remember the talk about if J.J. McCarthy won here, you know, how high his draft capital would go. You're prepared already, you know. But you also know the risk and the downside. And I'm telling you, if he doesn't go in the first round, that pick at the uh, the 202, I'll hate it. <laughs> yep, 100%. Man. 100%. Same way I'll hate the uh, Michael Penix pick at the 301 if he, you know, it's a fifth-round draft pick. <laughs> Just burnt that one. Lit that thing on fire. Yeah, as much as uh, you know, people are like, oh, "Thank you for taking Bonex off the board, Mike." If if Bonex doesn't get the draft capital, I don't. There's not going to be a spot I'll be okay taking him. So, just looking at it, Adam, I'm with you. Uh, top five feels like a pretty solid tier right now. That's a safe tier. So, if you want to position yourself for a top five pick, I think that's a pretty good thing. Uh, the next one, six and seven, also kind of feels safe. Not quite top five, but pretty dang close. So. If you need that top seven pick, really feels at the 108 onward. Um, Brian Thomas, I do like a whole ton where you took him. Uh, it's completely fine, but right. also does carry some risk, a little bit more risk. So you want to get out of those picks and into the top seven. Cool. You want to get out of those picks into the top five. You're going to be amazed. And uh, obviously top three is going to be straight cash all the way to the bank. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, too, um, you know, if you're trying to go up from the 108, it's probably going to be very costly. And this is where, like, especially knowing your format, if you like Brian Thomas, if you're willing to go back from some of those early picks, you can probably net quite a bit of a haul. So um, things to keep in mind. Uh, Second round as a whole, from Roman Wilson to Adonai Mitchell, feels (laughs) like one big tier, which I'm completely fine. Like, I want all the second round picks I can get. I think for me right now, just looking at Adam, another like arbitrary cutoff, mid-third-ish. After mid-third, it just really becomes lawn dart territory, <laughs> right? Like Go right get now, your guy kind of season, but uh, the third round, the early part of it, I'm like, dang, I like that pick. I like that pick. I like that guy too. Yeah, that was just going to say, without without draft capital and landing spot association, like honestly, for this point, like I feel like it's 306, 305. It's like, go get your guy, and then... Like I wouldn't be shocked to see much difference between um, what actually happens from you know what we're taking at the three oh eight ish to the four oh eight. Like right. at that point, you're kind of just shooting your shot on guys that you've you know you like for one reason or another. You think has a chance to get draft capital or win an opportunity might come in the NFL that they can do something with it. Good stuff. Well, appreciate everybody tuning in. Episode twenty three is a wrap. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week for can't bound episode 24 and it won't be a rookie mock (laughs) that other part (laughs) we'll find something else that we want to talk about strategy wise but appreciate everybody we're out of this thing Peace. peace